Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey gang, Kate here. Welcome back to The Drop-In. Thanks for the Peter Drury love the other day. What a man he is. This week, we've got a big conversation for you. In two days' time, it's going to be a year since Russia invaded Ukraine. So this week on the drop-in, I wanted to speak to someone from the football world who found themselves at the centre of that conflict. I've just finished speaking with him. It's Dario Serna, who you might remember as a player who lifted the UEFA Cup in 2009. He's also the second most capped Croatian player after Luka Modric. And he played at Shakhtar Donetsk for 15 years. Now, we didn't particularly want to talk to him about his life as a footballer. We wanted to speak to him about his life at Shakhtar now because he is the club's sporting director and he's been right at the heart of what has been happening at Shakhtar in terms of moving their football club, but continuing to play and continuing to compete in the Champions League. It's an unbelievable achievement amid the backdrop of what is going on in Ukraine. This is the third war that he's found himself caught up in. In the former Yugoslavia in the 90s when he was a kid, in 2014 when Shakhtar were driven from their home in the Donbass, and then now again last February when he had to flee Kyiv. First of all, though, I wanted to start by asking him just how important it is that we keep hearing from people connected with the war in Ukraine. It's very important. It's very important because in one year, there was a lot of not good moment for Ukraine, for all the people there, because they're under bombing every day. Today, I just read the good news that uh, Mr. Biden arrived in Kiev today. 
it's positive message, it's positive signal, and uh, but at the end of the end, uh, everyone wants to stop this war. Everyone wants to finish this war because uh, the people are tired. Everyone is tired. The innocent people uh, are dying. Children uh, they are destroying our homes, our land. But uh, in this moment, I think it's difficult to find a way how to how to finish this war. But we we believe in in our victory, victory of Ukraine. Does it feel as though people are not speaking about it so much now, a year on? No, the, maybe in Europe, in Ukraine, no. Maybe in Europe, some some kind of country already start to uh, don't speak a lot about the war. But anyway, I mean, war is in Europe. It's knocking on our door, let's say like that. You know, everything is yeah. it's close and every day it's uh, alarm, every day they are bombing. Uh, we will want to start championship 20th of February. We don't know how it will be because we don't know. In uh, four days, it's one year and everybody expects that uh, they will start to attack uh, whole Ukraine. It seems um, difficult to talk about football in this context. but um, So we wanted to start by talking to you about how what happened last February when you yourself left Kiev. Can you talk me through that day and that situation nothing nothing nice not nice memory we were all together i was at home four o'clock in the morning when my phone start started ringing i and i i saw it immediately that something is not okay and after a couple of minutes i listened uh, rockets bombing and in the next 30 40 minutes one hour all the foreign players with the coaches they arrive in our hotel hotel opera gear and we were all together there, waiting for some news. Of course, Brazilian called their embassy, I called my embassy, Italian called their embassy, but it's difficult to receive some kind of positive question at and first day of, of war. And uh, we were there two, three days, and uh, we start, we, we start to try, the, to, try the, to find a way how to, how to go out from Ukraine. Because embassy, they're speaking, no, they are, not, they are not allowed to go, you're not allowed to go. And from our side, okay, you're not allowed, but you cannot stay in Kiev because there is a lot of fake information, you know, about Russian are in Kiev, they will start bombing Kiev now. Center of the city, they will start bombing, they are coming here. And it was, it was panic, you know, it was like 55, 60 people, Brazilian people, uh, and uh, I mean, Brazilian players with wife, children of six months. It was difficult to leave them, but end of the end, we the, the, we find the the agreement with uh, Alexander Shevchenko, president of UEFA, and with president of Football Federation Ukraine, Andriy Pavelka. They organize everything. They organize the train. I left with my car with uh, my three friends, and seven eight hours after. After me, uh, all foreign players and the coaching staff, they left by train. Someone from for Moldavia and the coaches, they left for western part of Ukraine and that they went to Hungary. Mm. Okay. That's it, you know, it's, it's now it's, I mean, it's not easy to speak without that, but when you are there, you know, I have two children and they are calling me, daddy, daddy, come home, come home. From other side, I have. 55 foreign players with small children, with small kids. and uh, But okay, I'm proud, like I say before, I'm proud of, 
of my club and all the whole of foreign players because in that moment we stay all together we were like one family and that helped us a lot but it's such a situation that is very hard for someone who has not maybe hasn't lived this to really understand what the feeling of panic must have been like but but i mean you this is something that you have experienced as a child as well in yugoslavia in 1990 did you feel was that something on your mind at the time yes uh, this is my third the third war in my life Croatia, Donetsk 2014 and uh, 2022 uh, Kiev. I mean Ukraine, whole Ukraine. But yeah. uh, you know, f- war for us start 2014 when we lost our home, our stadium, our city, our houses, apartments, and after that we, we left. I think it was 70 of May 2014 when I when I was last time in Donetsk. After that, we went to Kiev. We started to play in Lvov, in Odessa, in Kharkov, in Kiev, everywhere, but not just at home, you know? And today, mm. you are even more far. You are playing this kind of games in Warsaw, what is unbelievable. But we are still alive because um, we know how to how to survive in this difficult moment because we have strong president, we have strong people who work in club, we are about family and we survived the second time and that was very very difficult we lost like 14 foreign players and uh, fifa doesn't uh, doesn't uh, respect us doesn't uh, protect us as well and what they do for me it's uh, no sense because they are there to protect the football players to, to protect the club and of the end, we can lose all the players, all our transfer fee. What we pay for them is like 70, 80 million. If we can, we can, uh, we can lose all all the players, a lot of money. And from my from my side, this is not uh, this is not correct. I want to talk about that in detail in a moment, if possible. Um, could we just? Could you just explain to me? Sorry, I know this is a very difficult thing to talk about, but do, can you talk about? your experience as as a person as yourself what impact do you think it's had on you trying to deal with this first of all when you're a child and then again and then now how do you reflect on that i but uh, to be honest i was not in panic when they started bombing i i i have a like small panic when i listen sirene last time i listened sirene uh, in croatia 91 92 93 i cannot remember and uh, in my head, when I listened to Sirene, I immediately after that is bombing. And I was like a child from nine or ten years. And um, I live really near front, near Bosnia-Herzegovina front, where was the big fight uh, between Croatia and Serbia. And I was there. I passed this difficult moment in my life together with my family, but uh, nothing nice. Nothing nice. Uh, everybody said to me when I arrived in London, they said to me, no, London will be war. They want to send me in Moscow, you know. Everywhere where I arrived, it's a war. In Croatia, in Doris 2014, in Kiev. And it's something uh, I must uh, leave with that, not just me, the whole people. And um, I know how it's to pass the war. Uh, it's more important to, to, to help each other because I know and I remember who helped me a lot when I was a child with one glass of water with Coca-Cola with small chocolate for me that 
was a holiday where I received chocolate in, in the wartime. And uh, like a treat, yes, someone would yes. give it to you, and, and you, yeah, don't, okay. you don't forget this kind of thing. But, like, I can say that Croatia had the most uh, beautiful period of our countries after war, next 10 years, because we start to enjoy in our life, we start to, to respect each other more than before war. We start to respect uh, water, bread, chocolate more than before. The same situation in Ukraine wow. now, and uh, Ukraine is my second country, and from the beginning until the end, I will be with that. And what we are doing, we are start, we are trying to help as much as possible. Yeah, so with the humanitarian game, when we start to play like last year, when we went to play against Fenerbahce, Chantalia, Haydn Split, Olympiakos, and all Inca, what we received, we sent to Ukraine. Uh, our president, it's the first day there, he's helping a lot. He lost a lot of money from 2014 until today, but he's still there. His heart is Ukrainian heart, and uh, he's more happy when he wake up in his bed in his country, his city. And uh, yeah. you know the story about the Modric, when we sell Modric, he immediately give 25 million euro for help to, to Ukrainian army. And this is something what, uh, what people respect and uh, what people like, because uh, when we play Champions League, we always have, we always have conversation before game and we say, we say to each other that we play for Ukraine, for Ukrainian people, because we are sending some yeah. kind of positive emotion to them through the pitch. And uh, believe me, this kind of emotion, when you feel it before game and after, after game, uh, it's very nice. It's something what, uh, what help us all together to survive. Would it be fair to say you feel a lot of anger that these things are happening again in your life? I don't know how to analyze that, really. I don't know how to analyze, but it's, it's, it's with me, it's part of me. I cannot change nothing. And uh, hope that uh, this isn't my last war in, in my life, in our life, let's say like that. So you concentrate on your hopes for the future? I'm always positive. Sometimes I disappoint myself, but after that, again, I want to find something, some something would keep me in positive mood, you know? I, it's not time to cry, it's time to fight, to be positive. How do you, do you know how you do that? You know, here I am in my like comfy life in London and sometimes I get down about really small things. Depends uh, how you uh, treat yourself uh, because uh, everything is so simple. You have just one life and you must enjoy your life. You know, in Croatia we said when somebody is sick, no, when some, when per, when person is not sick, he has 50 wishes. When he's sick, he has just one, to be healthy. Right. That's the point of everything. You must enjoy every day, we must be all together. We must do everything what we can do at this moment for Ukraine, to help each other to love each other because we cannot, uh, unfortunately, football players, they cannot make some difference if they took the gun and the bomb in the hands. They are doing it, they are doing the job on the football pitch. They are representing uh, Ukrainian soccer on the football pitch. I love that saying. So it's a Croatian saying. Yes. You have one problem when you are sick. Yeah. yeah. I really love that, Dario. 
Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Tell me more then about the Ukrainian Ukrainian football teams, because of course many, like Shakhtar, are, are very famous. What has been happening for them since February last year? Unfortunately, we lost two clubs in Premier League. It's Mariupol, because Russia destroyed the city and uh, they're in there today. Second is Chernigov. It's another city 100, meter, 100 kilometers from Kiev. Russian army as well. They destroyed everything there, and they don't have even team. They don't have nothing to 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 play in championship of Ukraine. But they really like the federation froze their they their places, and if they want to come back next year in one year in six months, they can come back. Obviously, they have like what I want to say. We have free space for them. But all others, they are they are strong. We are together, we are united. We want to show everyone that we are alive, that we are playing, and we are doing something what we like and what we love. Let's play football. And uh, when I see my team playing like this, uh, playing Champions League like this, uh, for me, I don't know. Uh, I'm the I'm most happy man in the world. Uh, because, uh, you know, some of them, they were in Kiev all the time. Some of them are families. They are in Ukraine even today. Some of them they lost some friends in the army, somebody cousin, and it's it's it's, it's not easy to think about football. But uh, I think they are enjoying this ninety minutes playing on the football pitch, and they're this ninety minutes. I I think that they are enjoying it. They don't want to think about the war. But after they finish the game, they are already in dressing room on iPhones, uh, watching the news, uh, reading the news, and uh, we let's say that we find a way how to deal with it. We do what we can do to help Ukraine, and I'm pretty sure that uh, Shakhtar uh, receive a lot of fans, not just in Ukraine now, but in the whole world. Because uh, to have two war in eight years and to play Champions League on our level and to sell to players for 100 million, I think that's 
it's a huge respect for 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 my team, our club, and of course our president. What do you say to them about following the war? Do you try and protect them from it, or how do you support the players? I cannot protect them. Yeah. I cannot protect them, and uh, they must protect each other on the pitch. They must protect uh, their self alone. I, everything was going to do, I will do it, and they know. But uh, yeah. we have Ukrainian team more or less now, and they know what they must do on the pitch because we have a lot of our fans in a war, in the front, in the Kharkov, in Donetsk, in Donbass, and we are speaking with them very often. Some depends if they have signal, they don't have signal, depends they are bombing, they are not bombing on FaceTime. We are receiving a lot of messages and it's it's so simple. We are playing for them. So, shall we talk then about how things have gone for Shakhtar? And you mentioned FIFA, the situation specifically with the football club. So the situation is connected to what players have been able to do since the invasion. Can you talk a bit about that and the challenges that has brought up for you since then? I mean, everything is so simple. Uh, the FIFA let uh, to go all our foreign players for free in other clubs they even don't speak with us Tete went from Lyon to Leicester can you imagine that Tete went from Lyon to Leicester we even didn't sign no one paper so this is because all players are effectively free to yes, go from of Russian and from Ukrainian yes, clubs of course and that means that they can just they don't have, no one has to pay you in order to for Tete to sign for Leicester, for example. For example, we have a player and he has one year and a half contract. But they didn't frozen con- contract between the player and the Shakhtar. They let him go to play one year and this one year he went where he won. And this one year it's included in our contract. Right. After this one year, he has six months. In six months, he, he can sign pre-contract with everyone. We lose our money. We buy him from... I don't know, from Brazil for 15 million, 16 million. We, we, I mean, we prepared him for, for the top club. It's, it's what we are doing that last 20 years. But now, situation that lots of players can go free. And this, I don't understand really, really this uh, this from FIFA. I'm not speaking just in Shakhtar. That is, there is a lot of uh, foreign players in Ukraine. Dynamo Kiev, Nyepar, Warskla, everywhere. But for me, this is unlogic. I don't know. Even we went to CAS, of course, it's difficult to to win to win CAS. But uh, I, I mean, I don't know what to say. I'm really shocked because their their job is to protect the player, to protect the clubs. They are there for what then? They are. I don't understand FIFA. What is FIFA? What is FIFA? I spoke with uh, after evasion uh, with Cheferin uh, Alexander. He said, Dario, everything what can I do? I will help uh, for Ukrainian, Ukrainian football and football players. He said, I'm here because I must, my duty is to help the club and to help the players to fix the problem. But FIFA? Nothing. No one call, no fun conversation. Uh, I mean, in, uh, really, I don't know. I just want to invite 
somebody of them in Kiev or in Kharkov. Now they can go with me in the car and I will show to them. Maybe they will start to think in another way. We don't want something what is not our. We want just respect. It feels as though you you are being almost penalized for the situation with the war because your assets, your players are not earning money when they move. You, you're no longer in command of your players effectively. Is that what you're saying? I mean, give you one example. We mm. buy, we buy the, well, the player from Italy. We pay for him 10 million. He signed contact with us five years. This 10 million we paid to this club in, let's say, in four times, in four years. 2.5, 2.5, 2.5, Yeah. What happened? War start. FIFA rules say you can go wherever you want. But then in the meantime, we must to pay, for example, if war is three years, we must to pay this 2.5. You're still paying for the player who has gone? Of course. Right. I can see that is difficult. Can you imagine? We are still playing the transfer for our players who is yeah. not a charter. And this is something you have to do. You can't. There's no way out of this. How? I don't know. We were trying to find a way. But how? if FIFA doesn't protect us, uh, how to find a way out? Yeah. Okay. And people listening, Dario, <laughs> will be thinking the main transfer that they will know about is Mikhailo Mudrich, right? Who has yes. obviously been sold for a huge quantity of money to Chelsea, which is a, a transfer that you were pretty much instrumental in, in organizing, right? So okay. that is the one thing that they will know about. Can you explain, probably, can you explain for us how, how you managed to um, have such success with that and and the process you took of trying to make sure that you would get the money for the player, particularly in the context is, of what you're saying? Everything is so simple. The market decides the price, not we. And our, of course, and our president, Mikhail Modrkic, uh, like I said before, for me, one of the best three players in Europe in this position. After Bappe, Vinicius Junior, next one for me, it's uh, Michel Modric. And if somebody uh, wants to buy a player for Shakhtar, they must respect the club player and the president. Because uh, we know how to sell players and we know how to buy players. And Michel Modric is uh, he's from our academy. Amazing kid, amazing boy, amazing player. Unfortunately, the Chelsea now is not in good mood. And uh, Misha as well, but Misha have all quality to be one of the best players of Premiership in the next couple of months, in the next couple of years. And uh, regarding the transfer, from first day the price was 100 million, uh, I mean 70 plus 30. Arsenal also was uh, fully loving Mudrik, but uh, Chelsea show uh, that they are more concrete and more. Uh, ready to buy him. To respect to Arsenal, uh, end of the day, it was the decision of uh, Misha Modri because uh, Chelsea pay what we want. We make a very agreement with Chelsea and Misha say, yes, I want to go to Chelsea. So simple. It's a huge move for him. What do you, you know him well then. What do you think he will, you feel like he has the temperament and he should be an exciting player for us all to watch in Chelsea? Don't worry. Don't worry about Misha Modri. You will enjoy watching him. Like first game, like first game when he played against Liverpool, where he entered side. This is 
75% of Misha Mudrik. Believe oh, okay. me, but uh, Mishta cannot play alone. The the whole Chelsea now it's not in good mood. They then not playing amazing football and they don't have good result. But uh, they have a lot of new players and they need time. Yeah. They need time. They need time, but sometimes you don't have time. That's the problem. But uh, Misha will be okay. Don't worry. Chelsea fans can be so how we say in Brazil tranquilo. Tranquilo. Misha, Misha will bring a lot of happiness to, to Chelsea fans. What is he like as a person? What is his temperament? Misha is a person that uh, he's thinking just about football. Just about football. That's the guy who's thinking just about He's going to sleep with the ball and he's waking up with the ball. And this is the uh, uh, key of his uh, success. Amazing. Okay. And you've and you've known you've been taking care of this because we saw you obviously in the pictures as well, like just before he, he mean, went on to the pitch. I, I was not on I was not the main person. There was a lot of person involved with this transfer and uh, most of serious from Chelsea side, from our side and we were all together we were called together on this transfer and uh, I was just went with Misha in in this important moment, you know. And uh, he was so nervous, and uh, I said, "Okay, I will fight for you from you from Italia, even I want just to be there to control the whole process because he signed the contract before uh, before he gave it the Crystal Palace, and that's it." He says, uh, "Happy man." What were your kind of last words to him? Did you have any advice to him on making that uh, big move? Because of course there are some parallels in your career where you you had lots of chances for big moves and and did not. Necessarily, yes, them. I said to Misha just one thing Misha stayed with us. <laughs> <laughs> I was so sad when he decided to go to Chelsea. I said to him, Misha, Misha, can you stay with us, please, a little bit more? We need you. He said, No, that time it's time to go. I said, Okay, we respect that. I thought that this was this money would be so important for Shakhtar. I, I thought you would be saying, Please, this is the moment. No, you don't know our president. You don't know Renata Fmetov. Even in this difficult moment, uh, sort of, our first place is not the money. It's a love football in Ukraine. Money is not in the first place for him. I'm sorry that you lost him to Chelsea in that case. No problem. We'll buy him out after war. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. We'll buy him back after war. I look forward to that. What, um, as a player yourself, what was that? Can you tell us what the experience was like when you, of course, you spent a long time at Shakhtar, but that moment of moving, uh, was it, how does it feel? How do you, how do you prepare for that? From Croatia, they sent to me a couple of offers and I say to myself, okay, I will go there. I will be two years and I will move to Europe. And it was 2003 and today's today 2023. I'm still there. <laughs> Different position. Moral, uh, 20 years, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's like my family. It's, it's not question of the money. It's not question of uh, something. It's question just of the heart. I'm, I pass with them a lot of good, a lot of bad moments. Uh, we cried together. We smiled together. We win together. We lost together. Uh, it's not easy to, to, to go out from Shakhtar when you have this kind of people around yourself. I'm really happy, man, because 
I work in a big club with an amazing person, with amazing president, Renat Akhmetov, and it's difficult to buy a better club to work. What, so, so the specialness of it for you is the people and the relationships that you have, the specialness of Shakhtar? The, the president. He, he's okay. the key of success. He's the, he's the guy who put on the most important position quality people. That's the key that he's a sense of success. I suppose what we'd like to ask then, just before we finish up today, Dario, is we've spoken a fair bit about how you feel um, about the way FIFA has behaved towards Ukrainian teams. What would you specifically say to them if if they were to kind of sit down with you or, or go for a drive? Uh, I don't know. It's... it's, it's, it's it. What can I say? Nothing. I mean, they receive billions of messages from uh, Ukraine. They give so many interviews, uh, even through the lawyers spoke with them, but nothing changed. Uh, you are disappointed to them. And disappointed because they didn't they show the respect from human point. You know? We are disappointed uh, because they didn't protect the players. They didn't protect the club. I mean, we are the club who play in the last 17 years, uh, 16 times Champions League. We are a club who sell a lot of players in top clubs. We have national team of Croatian players, Brazilian, uh, Ukrainian, Colombia. I mean, we uh, sell a lot of players to Manchester City, to Bayern Munich, to Juventus, uh, to Chelsea, to Benfica, but they don't respect that. They don't just respect. We don't know, we don't want, we don't want no one sent from FIFA. Because it's not our, we just want our play Ukraine war. They don't. They just want their land, the property, their territory. They don't want. They don't. They don't want no one meter more than that. Dario, do you still believe or hold out hope that Shakhtar will one day go back to Donetsk? It's my dream. It's our dream. Never, never say never. We believe in that. Darius Anna, thank you so much for joining us for the drop-in. Thank you so much. That was a wonderful conversation. I don't really have too much to say after that because I found it an incredibly profound conversation and some of the perspectives that Dario takes on the things that he's experienced and the things that he is experiencing now and that his players are experiencing and that Ukraine is experiencing will stay with me for a long time. I hope you guys learned something from it as I did. And I hope that you'll get in touch with any reflections that you have had. We love hearing from you. You can tweet us at Football Ramble or find me on Twitter and Instagram at KVL Mason. And we will speak to you very soon. Take care. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. 
Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.